Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, today's episode is the finale of our Fire of the Gods storyline uh, as part of our ongoing Star Trek Adventures series, Frontier. Uh, it's already a little longer than some of our other episodes, uh, so I won't draw out this intro for too long. But uh, but yeah, or really all I wanted to talk about up top here is uh, is to give you guys another reminder of what I mentioned in our last episode, uh, that we're rapidly approaching the fifth anniversary of the podcast on May 24th. Uh, we're going to be doing a celebratory Q&A bonus episode for you all. And as such, we want your questions. Uh, we've already had some great ones submitted over on our Discord server, uh, but if you've got a burning question of your own that you want to ask us, you can send them to us in basically any form. We're talking messages, tweets, emails, carrier pigeon, <laughs> you name it. Uh, the main thing to know, though, is that to ensure your questions are answered, you will need to get them to us by midnight UK time on the night of Sunday, May 22nd. That's midnight UK time on the night of Sunday, May 22nd. Okay, uh, well, as I said, I don't want to keep you waiting any longer for today's episode, uh, so let's get into it. The finale of the Fire of the Gods storyline. Uh, enjoy! The iridescent light show of the transporter beam briefly fills your vision, your view of the Tenzing's transporter room resolving quickly into your new surroundings in a shimmering blue cascade of light. The five of you, uh, Murphy, Irela, Connaught, and uh, the two Dratirans, uh, Rane and Varai, uh, find yourselves in a deserted, shady alleyway. The walls of the alleyway rise a couple of stories above you, uh, composed of what looks like a sort of reddish-brown stone of some sort. Uh, the ground is unpaved and dusty, uh, but there are some creeping plant growths along the bottoms of the walls which don't look entirely untended, although they are a bit wild. Uh, looking around and up, uh, you can't see any windows looking down into the alleyway, thankfully, uh, so your beam-in may have gone unnoticed. As you get your bearings, uh, the first thing that strikes you is just how quiet it seems to be. It is daytime, uh, and according to your Dratiran guide's instructions prior to beaming, this alleyway should open out onto a marketplace, but you don't hear any sounds of crowds or anyone moving around. Uh, Johnny immediately presses against the wall and goes to a, the nearest corner to poke his head around and get a look to see if there's anybody around. Sure, okay. Uh, you edge your way up to uh, one end of the alleyway and sort of surreptitiously uh, take a look out. 
uh, what faces you is quite clearly the uh, expected market square. Uh, it's a couple of hundred feet across, and uh, you can see that the opposite side opens onto a thoroughfare of some sort. Uh, there are a few permanent stalls uh, arrayed around the square itself, and some ones that look a little bit more uh, uh, temporary, although they are all deserted at the moment, uh, as is the whole square itself. Uh, there's a fair amount of things in the square, goods and whatnot, and just kind of general clutter that comes with a presumably usually busy town. Just no people. There's definitely an odd, uh, kind of abandoned in a hurry atmosphere to the square. That's not to say that there's absolutely no signs of life, however, um, as as you're sort of scanning around, you do spot in the distance a few figures moving uh, hurriedly along the side of the distant thoroughfare on foot, and uh, yeah, they definitely seem to be uh, in a rush to get somewhere. What time of day is it, sorry? I'd say it's kind of mid-afternoon. Okay. Uh, Johnny turns back to the group and kind of gives a, uh, I don't know, a look that's middling. It, it doesn't really sort of frowns a little bit like, and wanders back. Is there another end to the alley? Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah. You making a similar check? Did anybody else take point on that at the same time, or...? I'll I'll go to the uh, Murphy would go to the other one. Okay, so uh, Murphy, you head to the opposite end. Uh, this end of the alleyway opens onto a pavement sidewalk on the uh, side of a wide tarmac thoroughfare. Uh, it definitely sort of looks like quite a major route through the settlement. Uh, a short distance along it, on the other side of the thoroughfare, uh, is uh, dominating the area a very large domed building. Uh, much taller than any of the others you can see from where you are in the settlement, and uh, of much more ornate construction, although still clearly made of the same type of kind of reddish stonework. Uh, carvings, arches, and sort of numerous decorations adorn the walls, although you haven't really got the cultural context to determine what they depict. Uh, it's still a it's a pretty safe guess that this is the temple of Thelden. Uh, looking out from the alleyway, you you also get a first proper look at the surrounding backdrop. Uh, the settlement does appear to be nestled pretty close to a pair of tall, imposing mountains, uh, the nearest of which uh, visibly bears the signs of old, uh, long-cooled lava flows. Uh, these seem to be a pair of dormant volcanoes. Oh, lovely. Volcanoes. <laughs> That's not <laughs> ominous at all. <laughs> This was a little. This was expected, though, because I mean, from the yeah. the story that you know, the original town here was um, had been buried in a volcanic eruption of some sort, mm-hmm. um, kind of Pompeii style. So, yeah, this isn't really a surprise to you that there's yeah. volcanoes. You know, they're not smoking or anything. This isn't like no, <laughs> you no, haven't no, beamed no. down and there's like a lava flow coming up the road towards you or anything <laughs> like that. It's just, um, yeah. It's just quite a striking backdrop, let's just say. Do I see anything, any other Chaterians going around, or...? You do see one or two seem to be hurriedly making their way up the steps of this large building um, towards the doors. Again, they seem to be in quite a hurry. Okay. I'm going to wander back to Rani and Vari. Um, Is it normally this quiet, or...? Is this unusual? One of them had joined you at the mouth of the alleyway to look around with you, and uh, seems troubled. Hmm. Uh, no, um, at this time of day there should be people everywhere. Uh, if something is wrong, though, they may have sought sanctuary within the temple. Why, why would they call everybody in for sanctuary? I do not know. Um, at times of danger, however, the temple is the safest place. 
That is where people would shelter. Well, it's completely cleared out at the other end of this alley. So it does look like people might be, I don't know, yeah, taking shelter from something. Are there any natural disasters or are there any earthquakes or anything that happens naturally around this area? We, we do have earthquakes occasionally, yes, and uh, we know that the volcanoes were once very active, um, but there has not been any activity for some time. Uh, Murphy's going to turn to the doctor. Um, do you sense anything? Are there any, is there anybody close enough that I can try and sense them? You can't really, I mean, there's nobody really close enough that you can see, like, to get a, a you know, like a focused one on, but can I get just a, uh, I guess this would be insight. So, yeah, can I just get an insight check for you? 12 and 11, okay. Uh, well, we'll call that one success. I didn't actually, I didn't say the difficulty, but let's call it difficulty one. Um, so you can't get a kind of focused feeling on anybody, but you are sort of just kind of creeping at the edges of your senses is a sort of general general kind of fearfulness you can't really get an idea of what it's directed against but just there's a sort of all around you kind of a you know the, from the town in general there's a kind of atmosphere of fear I would say it feels there's an unease fear but I can't tell of what um if everyone is sheltering then that probably gives us two options we can stay out here and we'd be able to go through anything we want out here but it's dangerous and we need to get down to the excavations anyway so we may be able to discover what's going on if we go to the sanctuary I believe the doctor's right I do think that this call for sanctuary might have something to do with our friend's uh, flight as it were but we can't really sit around out here not knowing and we have a mission to do so let's proceed with a great caution keep an eye out try not to interact with anyone too closely and stick together perhaps we should quickly call back in with the ship to find out if there's any readings in the local area that they could identify to let us, if, to let us know if there's perhaps an earthquake or perhaps these that. volcanoes could I don't know, I don't want to jinx us. Perhaps the volcanoes could be about to go off. There was a lot of air traffic. If we get closer to the sanctuary, I might be able to pick up more. Murphy's going to tap for comm badge. Murphy to Ray. Ray here. Can you run a scan for geological instabilities, please? The Beeman site is mostly deserted, and we think that the Deuterians are sheltering in their temple. We need to know why. Sure, I'll do a scan now. They don't want to find. Okay. And now I want to scan. So, um, alright, this is going to be, I think, this for you, uh, Ray, is going to be, well, it'd be reason science, so you're looking for 17 or under, and somebody else can roll for the Tenzing, um, looking, this would be using the sensors science score looking for 16 or under uh, this would be difficulty I think difficulty one I think because you're using you know the, the, the Tenzing is a scientific vessel you know being able to scan stuff from orbit it's kind of kind of its deal mm, it's its bag yeah okay I'll, ro I'll, roll, I'll roll mine now mm -hmm. 12 and 6 
12 and a 6. Okay, so this is a 3 success roll. <laughs> uh, so you guys gain 2 momentum. I don't have a note of the momentum yet again because it was 4 weeks ago and I've replaced the I piece do. of paper. Yeah! I do! <laughs> it's 5! Okay, so you now have 7. I think we'd previously established the limit was 6, but I might be wrong on that. <laughs> okay, so... Um, yeah, right. It's I mean, with using the ship's full sensor suite and that, and with a specific goal of looking for seismic instability, was it? Um, right. You you pretty much find that yeah, the, the area is um, in general, you know, still volcanically active. You know that there are volcanoes in the area, but there's not, as far as you can tell, as far as the ship sensors can tell, any kind of seismic events or imminent volcanism going on. Um, at this time, especially not in the area, the, the, you know, the immediate area around the town, you can't find any signs. Really, you know, no signs of aftershocks or anything that would indicate that there's there even was a, you know, recent earthquake within the last couple of days or anything like that. So there's no, yeah. As far as you can tell, this isn't um, this isn't seismo seismologically related. I should say. Thank you, Loki. Scans are showing nothing geological or seismological in effect at the moment. There is some low-lying volcanic activity, but nothing that's in danger of causing any disaster or disturbance on the surface. Ah, oh, that's reassuring then. Keep an eye on it, just in case, and contact us if there's any, any changes. Aye. Murphy out. Well, at least there's no geological issues creeping up in us, hopefully. That doesn't explain why everyone is inside. Fear of an attack would explain it, potentially. And I look at the our two guides. You said before that there was potential for reprisals against your group. Would that take the form of military action? They share an uneasy look with one another. If the High Priests had determined that our congregation had transgressed in a serious enough way, uh, then yes, they have seen fit to set such an example in the past, although rarely. All right. In such cases, they will show no mercy to those who they consider guilty. Are there any signs of anything around us? A newspaper blowing on the wind? I mean, it's, it's kind of desolate. If, if Johnny looks back towards that marketplace... Just like a convenient front page of a newspaper flows into Johnny and you look down at it and it says, Attack imminent. Villagers run for cover. Um, <laughs> Apocalypse now. Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, not really, no. I mean, you can see there are... I mean, this isn't like a prim, you know fully primitive sort of society. They're just a few couple hundred years behind you know, Federation in terms of technology and stuff. Um, so there are kind of like signs and things up on buildings and, and stuff, um, but nothing really kind of stands out as like a sort of like you know, warning, run for cover. There's no like sirens. Nobody's left the radio on or anything like that in the in the rush to get out. <laughs> uh, make an ins. I, you know what? That's a good question. Make a. Um, I really ought to have you just be rolling for this stuff, shouldn't I? Um, make an insight security check. See what you can see. Difficulty, let's say difficulty two. Although you, know, you kind of know what you're looking for. Yeah, I'll go with difficulty two. Okay. Fifteen and a ten. So you got one success, and you were aiming for eleven or under. Um, so it's not a full success, but yeah, you you kind of mentioned radios. There, there actually is like a couple of sort of dropped 
electronic kind of things here and there scattered as, as you kind of look you, if you're looking out in kind of the marketplace area um i mean you're not personally familiar with the technology so kind of being able to distinguish what is what is, is a little bit beyond you at this point you know because you haven't really um sort of interacted with any sort of true deterrent technology you've kind of the only bit you've seen is their starship which is pretty much built to specifications of earth's there, there's some there's some dropped technology and there's a couple of screens you notice in the distance one of them which, which could be public information ones which both seem to be just sort of displaying static okay is there anything within arm's reach from this alleyway that i could just quickly snatch up and take back to the group um, not really arms reach, you could run out and grab something though. There's, there's not really anybody about. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that then. I'll, I'll grab the nearest pad, device, smartphone, whatever it is that they've yeah. got at this point. <laughs> it's the iPhone 10. Um... The 10? Bloody hell, they really are not advanced at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I pass it back to the group then and, uh, say the, uh, the screens over there in the market are all showing static. Is there anything that you can get out of this device? to let us know what's happening here. Vari uh, takes it from you. Messes with the controls a little bit, and again, it, it does seem to light up and have a small screen on it, which, again, seems to be mostly displaying sort of static. Your faces are mostly covered, but you can see them sort of frowning and messing with it a little bit, and um, eventually gets like a very distorted picture through, and you can just about sort of hear a kind of chanting voice coming through. This frequency is the closest which we have to a local information broadcast. Um, it, it seems that the priests are performing a prayer for deliverance. That, that's foreboding. Johnny looks to the rest of the group, being the least experienced. He certainly feels that it's foreboding. Would I be able to get any sort of read off of the... Can we see the priest on the screen? I mean, it's kind of cutting in and out a little bit. I mean, you you occasionally can see sort of like the outline of a figure there, but it, this is like it's almost like it's being that there's interference, kind of blocking this from getting out, really. Okay. So I was going to try and see if I could get any sort of read off of them, like via the screen, but it's a bit tricky. I mean, yeah, you, you're kind of. I mean, only only through like non telepathic empathy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah. sort of like, does this person look scared or whatever? Really, you know, that's about the, you know. Yeah, I imagine that they're going to be scared if yeah. they're praying for deliverance, no matter what. Yeah, you, you could probably figure that out just from the context, rather. But yeah. you, even if it was a clear picture, you wouldn't be able to get like, you wouldn't be able to feel their feelings through the screen. You know, it would have to be, you know, you'd have to be closer. To, you know, sort of in the room with them to kind of get a read. Yeah. Perhaps we should make a move for the temple and join the rest of the uh, townsfolk. We may have an opportunity to sneak into the area that we need to get to with the amount of commotion that's happening. And alternatively, we could gather information and at least scope out the place without with a good excuse for being there. This is what I'm thinking. But we need to proceed with as much caution as possible and not draw attention to ourselves. Johnny pulls his head in, his hood in, kind of closer, and makes sure that the uh, whatever bandages and what have you that they've strewn about themselves, he's he's pulled his a little bit tighter, and he's not quite gone for ninja look, but he's getting <laughs> close to it at this point. Just the eyes visible, kind of thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Rani, Vari, can you direct us to the the best way to get in? Yes. Uh, it would maybe be best if we went in through the side entrance way. The whole time you've been kind of watching the uh, the temple building, it seems like everyone who you've seen still heading towards it has been making their way up a wide main stairway on the front of the building to a large opening, which you would guess to be the main entranceway into the temple itself, set about level with the second story of all the surrounding buildings. Uh, your guides, however, gesture further along the structure uh, to where you can see set into the street side wall a uh, sort of nondescript set of steps leading up to a discreet small side door away from the main entranceway and the sort of hustle and bustle of everybody else. Lead on, friends. All right, so just for my knowledge, uh, how are you travelling as a group uh, as you duck out of cover for the first time? Uh, Rani and Vare obviously leading the way. I'm certainly staying hunched. John Johnny's doing his best like, attempt to hunch over, and I guess he's quite a short guy anyway, so he's not. He's perhaps having to do the least of that. Murphy's, like, um, guiding them, like, hurriedly. Well, not hurriedly, but, like, as quickly as they're moving through, like, a concerned... Like concern for their safety, kind of thing. Mm. Kind of in a sort of part. keep the pace up, sort of. Yeah, way. yeah, making sure that we're all together and and we're all we're all accounted for, like a family kind of unit. Mm. Okay, so Rane and Varai uh, lead you quickly out of the alleyway and across the road, and as a group, you make your way along the side of the huge temple building uh, to the set of steps that you spotted. Uh, Making your way up them, you're faced with a small doorway set into the stonework, uh, clearly designed to be functional rather than uh, something made to impress, like the the huge ornate main entranceway. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guess that maybe this is for the use of the priests and uh, other temple staff in their sort of more day-to-day comings and goings, and not for any kind of ceremonial purposes. Uh, Varai tries the handle, but the door doesn't budge. It, It seems to be locked. What do we do now? Is it a mechanical lock or is it a technological lock? Uh, from from your from what it looks from here, it looks to be mechanical of some sort. Is this door normally unlocked? Then is there, is there would there be a good reason for this to be locked? Not usually. Uh, no, we passed this way many times while uh, preparing for our mission. Um, perhaps it has been locked in response to whatever is happening now. Murphy's gonna look beha- look around them and and uh, just gesture them for keep me covered. I'm gonna use my phaser and I'm gonna put up my phaser in the lowest setting <laughs> just to try and and try and zap it just to unlock the uh, the mechanism. Okay, <laughs> uh, can I get a control security check from you then? Uh, just difficulty one. Oh, that's very close to a complication there, but you got a nine, so oh. that's your one success. Um, so yeah, the, I guess the rest of you kind of crowd round and behind you there's... I mean, like, the sounds are going to carry a little bit, but you're able to block Murphy from view as she fires into the locking mechanism. There's a shower of sparks and that, and... I mean, you don't know whether it's done it or not. Um, can I try the door then? Sure. Try and sort of handle it it's still stiff and that but uh, as you kind of you give it a good yank and it's like you've kind of melted the locking 
mechanism and it sort of just eventually kind of just comes free there's a little bit of sort of slightly soft metal which you guess might have been the lock just kind of drops onto the ground so lower setting still good enough to sort of <laughs> melt your way through a lock yeah <laughs> but now we have an entrance yeah <laughs> The room um, directly inside seems to be dark, but uh, Vare and Rane just kind of give another look around and um, lead you inside. Your eyes kind of adjust to the, the gloom in here. It's not like pitch black, it's just there's no lights on or anything like that. And it does appear to be a kind of uh, sort of storage room of some sort, almost like a vestry, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like there's some robes up on hooks and things and that and everything but as soon as you step inside you can hear from behind another internal door at the end of the room what sounds like voices sort of a low kind of like chanting and um, sounds like sort of ongoing prayer noises if that's a thing um, but yes and it sounds like quite a lot of people but um, no signs that anybody noticed you shooting your way through the door praying too loudly <laughs> well that's fortunate is there any indication of any other ins and outs from the room any um, trapdoors potentially ladders to go upstairs anything like that not from this room there seems to be like a one story room as far as you can tell there's like I say there's a one door which seems to from the angle of it it's going deeper into the centre of the temple and there's the door you came in through turning to Rene and Vare how well do you know this temple? Will you be able to guide us through to the area that we need to get to? We should be able to, yes. Uh, we were taken to the Revelation Vault to observe the sealing of the document uh, before it was taken to our launch site. Perhaps you should take the lead? Of course, yes. Rane puts a hand on the door leading further into the temple. Are you ready? Murphy's going to turn to the Doctor and um, Connor. We should probably check in with the captain. Johnny's uh, totally down with that. Like, we're, we're, we're following <laughs> protocol at last. <laughs> this is what this. you're here for. Yeah. <laughs> Murphy detensing. Collins here. Uh, how are you getting on, Murphy? Captain, the situation down here is a little more complicated than we might have thought. The beam site is empty. People are afraid, and they've all gathered in to the central uh, temple. We're about to try and make our way to the excavation site, but I just wanted to inform you, sir, that things are a little bit more complicated than first thought. Understood. Uh, We'll do a little digging from up here, see if we can intercept any transmissions or anything which uh, might explain what's happening where you are. Um, We'll be in touch as soon as we have any information for you. Thank you, sir. Murphy out. Rane is uh, looking at you expectantly. I nod to her. We're ready now. They tentatively open the door a crack, uh, just enough to kind of look out and check that no one is watching uh, before beckoning the rest of you forward to uh, to move out of this room. Uh, as they do, the, the change in volume of the chanting that you've been hearing sort of tells you that this door opens directly into the main hall of the temple. You, you immediately get a bit of a whiff of kind of a sweet incense smell as well, sort of wafting in through the gap. Uh, there's now no walls between your little group and the voices of hundreds of Dreterans who uh, seem to be gathered within the temple itself, um, praying for salvation, it seems. I would say, uh, Arela, without even having to roll, you definitely, the, the amount of fear coming off these people is intense. Well, this certainly feels much more like a siege 
type of emotion. Are you alright, Doctor? I'll be fine. It's just been some time. But I suspect that Urula is definitely showing some of the mental strain Mm. of, like, this level of negative emotion. Yeah. I mean, even everybody else, like, it's quite clear, even just visually, like, this is not... You know, this is like a sort of service at the end of the world kind of vibe you're getting from from them sort of thing. And really, you can actually feel the feelings and everybody is very... Yeah, you know, there's a lot of fear, as I said. Is this place pecked out, like, beyond the pews, let's say? Yes. Like, okay. There is room to move. Um, and you're, you're not just, like, you haven't just popped out in the middle of the room. You're kind of... Oh, let me let me describe the interior, then. So, um, the door opens, and you can see into... It, it, it's a fairly wide chamber. It's, it's very tall, um... At least it's it's all open. It's at least several stories tall in on the inside. Um, rows of pillars line the chamber, and you're about halfway down one side of the chamber. Thankfully, the door you um, you opened is kind of almost opened behind one of these pillars. Not you know, there's room. There's there's almost like a corridor's width between the um, between the door and the, the nearest pillar, but it has blocked your you from being in view of most of the people here. Um, there's a kind of central dais where a um, a robed priest is leading the congregation in their prayers, but it's in the centre of the um, of the chamber. This isn't like sort of a uh, well, for, to use an example, like a um, there's, there's not like a pulpit at the front and everybody's kind of looking. It's kind of like a sort of in the round kind of design, so everybody is sort of around this central point or looking inwards. But yeah, you think you could probably make your way around the outside without having to push past people or anything like that. Take it slowly and meticulously walk towards where we're going. How <laughs> mm. were Rane and Vari reacting to this? Uh, it, it's tough to tell because you're wearing, you know, you're wearing these sort of disguises almost, but they they do seem a little a little caught up in the worry and Arila, I'd say as well, you, you begin to sort of get the feeling that they're it's sinking in for them just like oh wow something this, this is not a good situation if everybody's like this you know it's a deeply religious society these people have spent their whole lives going to the temple and that and everything and you get the feeling that they've never seen anything like this yeah they're 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 staying professional you know they're 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 not like oh god no they're not running off you know panic they're not panicking mm-hmm. but it's you know it's clearly affecting them yeah let's get moving the worst thing is that fear can make you paralysed. Well, he gives a nod, and he, much as he's prepared, that, that was reassuring. So yeah, lead the way. So yes, they they, they nod, and um, again, subtly making your way around the outside of this chamber, they're, they're leading the way um, towards the corner to, with... You, you can sort of see with a view towards getting towards the back wall. As I said, the congregation is kind of gathered all around, so you're, you know, you've got people's backs to you basically as you're going around the whole of this perimeter. But I mean, kind of back wall in regards to where the the main doors to the the temple were. It takes about a minute or so for you to make your way around the perimeter of the room, uh, keeping a low profile as you do, so, you know, not wanting to bring any unwanted attention. Uh, Rana and Vare sort of keeping the the pillars between you and the gathered crowd as much as possible. 
Uh, they wave you to a halt, however, as you turn to move along the back wall of the temple. Ah, there is a priest uh, guarding the entrance to the vault. There is no way past him without speaking to him. As you look, you can see a robed priest uh, standing in front of a doorway set about halfway along the wall, uh, his head bowed slightly, hands clasped in front of him. Do either of you think that there would be a good reason for anybody to uh, go down into the area that that guy is guarding right now? Would either of you be confident talking to him? Uh, yes, we have spoken to this priest many times before. Um, we, we know all of the priests uh, in this temple. Oh, on that basis then, are you welcome here still? Is it known that you were taking your flight into space? Uh, yes, the, well, the, the priests were heavily involved in, in planning our flight, you see. I would say as well, just as an aside, like, this isn't like a, there's no, like, chat separation of church and state here. The priesthood very much are the ones in most of the leadership positions in this society. So, yeah, their space mission would have been overseen by the priesthood. If not, like, they, if not running it day to day, they would, you know, the, ultimately the ones they were reporting to. Okay. Johnny kind of, on that note, loosens up a little bit and kind of straightens up and says, oh, well, okay, well, let's go and have a chat with them then. Surely they'll just let us down into the area we need to look at. Cautiously. If he questions, I'd suggest emphasizing that we need to do something quickly and that I'm looking round and, you know, trying to do it without drawing too much attention. That might persuade him to not argue too much. You think we'll meet with any resistance? I mean, if you know these guys, and I, su- it, I suppose it, was what you did, was it considered a sacred mission of some sort? If they're believed to be dead, it's unlikely that there won't be some surprise. Yeah, I mean, the the last that the uh, anyone here on the ground would have heard from Rane and Varo would have been the frantic, uh, help, we we found the Lolder and we shouldn't have come here message that they broadcast uh, when the first confronted with the Tenzing, uh, but the, you know, there's been no communication since then whatsoever. So they would probably believe that they were dead and that the Waldron were coming. I think I said at one point as well that they almost thought it was going to be a one-way trip. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't expect to return home from this. Yeah, definitely not two days later either, or how about yeah. a couple of days later, wherever it's been. So there's, there's two ways that, there's two most likely ways that the the priest will react it'll either be joy this is wonderful you've made it back have the lauldron come to save us or it'll be what the fuck are you doing back here yeah Yeah. (laughs) pretty much yeah Yeah. it's going to be one of those two um and i think the best way to get around either of them is to emphasize that you know this is clearly a dangerous situation and we need to get on with what we're meant to be doing Yep, time is of the essence. You can't stop to explain. You just have to trust that we're here to do the right thing. Are you okay to talk to them, Rani? Uh, yes, uh, we must do what we must do. Um, follow close behind. Rani leads the way, uh, towards the doorway. Um, 
As you approach, the priest doesn't immediately clock your group. Uh, you, you can see as you get closer that they're also chanting along uh, with the rest of the congregation. Not like fully under their breath, but just kind of quietly to themselves. Uh, they're standing at their post, but they still kind of seem to feel the need to be involved with the prayers that are happening. It's not until you're basically level with them that they really kind of notice your presence. Uh, Rane takes a step forward, uh, pulling down the face covering that they've been wearing, uh, like yourselves. Sarah, we must speak with you. You see the priest's eyes go wide. Uh, really, you can feel an immediate spike of confusion and surprise from him. They don't like shout out or anything, uh, but they do lean in and speak up. Rane, we thought not to see you again. Rane presses them. We should speak in private. In the vault, uh, away from the eyes of many. This cannot wait, Sarah. You see the conflict on the priest's face, and uh, they look briefly towards the centre of the temple, where the more senior priests, it seems, are the ones leading the prayers, uh, before nodding and quietly opening the door to the vault. It took a long look at the three of you, uh, your identity still hidden by your robes and head coverings, and then they gestured the group inside. Um, they don't question you just yet, but you get the feeling they're a little suspicious of the three of you. Rane and Vare uh, lead the way down a winding spiral staircase, uh, lit only by occasional dim lighting set into small little alcoves in the wall. Uh, behind you, the priest closes the door and begins to follow you. The stairs go down a, a fair distance. Um, it, it's tough to really gauge quite how far, with no point of reference, uh, but you would guess that you're now at least a story or two below street level uh, as you reach the bottom of the stairs and step into a wide, low-ceiling chamber. It's at least as large as the main hall of the temple above you and uh, stretches off into darkness, uh, sporadically lit by soft torch-like uh, electric lamps. The floor is bare volcanic rock, and looking around at the walls, uh, in many places the constructed walls do not extend all the way down to floor level uh, before transitioning into this natural deposit. This is the original Felden dig site, where the revelation document was found, with the new temple literally constructed over the top of it. Looking around, uh, you can see there's no one else down here with you. And uh, as the priest reaches the bottom of the stairs behind you, uh, Rane and Varai uh, remove their head coverings completely. How is this possible? We had not heard from you since you spoke of seeing the Lolden. Uh, you were thought lost. What happened to you? Ah, uh, hmm. Where to begin? <laughs> the revelation spoke truth. Um... Once the speaking stone was active, we seemed to move at a great speed. It, um, it brought us to a huge vessel bearing the sacred symbols. Um, it was then that we made our transmission. Um, the, the people of this vessel, uh, they say they are not the Lauldren. Um, they come from elsewhere. They had many questions. Our vessel and speaking stone were... Familiar to them. Rane gestures towards the three of you. They wish to be shown where the revelation was found. Priest sort of eyes like, he doesn't really kind of clock what had just been said, that the three of you were potentially, you know, the implication there was like, well, you, you guys say you're not the Lauldren, but... These know. might be your people's gods. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> 
you see his brain kind of working through it and then he's just is kind of looking at the three of you as if for the first time taking in that you're even though you're hunched down and everything you guys are you guys are probably a good six seven inches tall even though you, you know you, we took the the three shorter of the four of you on this away <laughs> mission the three of you you know aren't you three a little tall for dratirans yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's sort of all of a sudden even though you know you're robed and everything and your disguise is held up pretty well to this point as soon as it was kind of gestured that you guys aren't from around here he is sort of <laughs> a little bit wide-eyed murphy is like inwardly sighing going for god's sake <laughs> didn't have to tell him that okay can i really sense something from the priest now other than just you know fear and confusion there was an immediate sort of reaction of um like i said confusion and like there's a bit of curiosity but also like a sort of a not doubt but like this was quite a this is this is a crazy thing to have just been told basically yeah like yeah that's fair hey our Um, mission that we thought was you know our suicide mission is suddenly done something very weird well even even not i mean yeah they thought it was a one-way trip but like the you know, they were following the instructions in their sacred document, so it wasn't, like, out of the realm of possibility for this, you know, like, they they thought this was a possibility. You know, this was like they, they'd finally gotten their technology to the point where they could follow the instructions in, the, in their sacred document, so they believed something would happen. But you guys showing up a couple of days later dressed like them is a bit odd. Like, be it, they haven't thought it was a possibility. <laughs> so I think so there, there's, it's a little, it's a little sudden. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's dealing with a lot of information at once here, and he you're, he's not quite sure how. He he's he's not sure he believes it himself. I would say there's and there, there's also some complex emotions worked in from like he was already in a state of fear before this, and. Yeah, all of a sudden, two people who he didn't think were coming back have turned up with three people who he doesn't know, and the two people are claiming that you are <laughs> possibly the you know representatives of their gods. It's it's a complex situation for him. Let's just say, <laughs> having sensed all of these somewhat conflicting emotions, mm. Avila turns her head. Murphy, Connor, have a look around, see if, if you can find anything else familiar on it. I saw. Yeah, on that note, Johnny's going to start looking around the room. I understand that this is uh, unexpected, shall we say. But there is clearly a crisis going on for your group. If there is some way that we can help, we will. But first, we need more information. Are you staying hooded and face covered at this point, or are you? Um, no. She's going to take down the hood okay. and uncover her face, uh, so that the priest can have a chance to see that there's some sincerity mm. on her face. Like this isn't some like scary, terrifying cloak avenging angel of some kind hmm. well as soon, as soon as you kind of reveal that you're not Dratiran his eyes are like super wide at this point just the re- revelation of like you know you're quite clearly not a Dratiran has thrown a whole nother like oh 
oh, well, this isn't, you know, maybe this isn't quite so far-fetched sort of feeling on him, but it is, you know, you're the first non-Dratiran he's ever seen. And Vila is well aware that she's breaking the Prime Directive by showing her face, but it's probably necessary. Yeah, I think at this point, it, it's a, it's, this is already a complicated Prime Directive situation. And yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't going to make it that much worse. No, no. Um, you sort of almost kind of you you get the feeling you're feeling the conflict in in inside him, and you can kind of remember. Although actually, I don't know if you were in the room at the time. How when they first got off of the their ship and saw you, uh, Rane and Vari were like bowing and such. You know. Before <laughs> what they thought was the Lolden, you can feel that need within him to do that, but kind of tempered a bit by the whole situation and sort of Vari's words of like, they say they're not the Lolden, but your ship has basically letters in English written on it. <laughs> um, so it's sort of like you got the feeling like if you had just if it had been like if they'd have said, like, oh, we definitely found the Lodron, here's one of them, and you'd been like, hello, it's me, um, he would have been on his knees, like, bowing and everything. But it's sort of, this is, yeah, it's an odd situation. Um, but you definitely feel that impulse kind of rising within him that he sort of pushes back down a little bit and kind of, he looks to Rane and Vari. And, the transmission that the Lodron had been contacted by us was not only heard by our listening stations. Ah. And the rest of the planet authorities have taken exception to this. We have been excommunicated, um, all of us. He looks to Rane and Vare, and you get a feeling of resigned sorrow from him. The Lightbringers are on their way. He seemed quite well put together up to this point but as he says this last you see a tear in his eye and you get an immediate feeling of shock from Rane and Vare Vare recovers first we do not have long the Lightbringers they will destroy this town and everyone in it understood can you show us exactly where the text came from the priest nods and uh, gestures further into the vault. Of course, uh, this way. So as the as she starts to follow after the priest, Arila taps her badge. Commander Arila to Lieutenant Commander Ray. Right here. Things are bad. The planetary authorities are sending something called Lightbringers and it appears that they intend to annihilate this settlement and everybody in it. Okay, that's definitely a development I wasn't expecting to hear. Shall I scan for possible threats in the area, Commander? Yes, please. Um, and we shall need to... It appears that the entire population, or close to it, are concentrated at the same location as we are. We're currently investigating where the uh, ship schematics were originally found. I will get uh, Ensign Connock to do a scan and send the data back to you. Right, Commander. Do you feel the need for immediate extraction anytime soon? I've still got a lock on your signals. It's likely that 
we and potentially the town folk will need to be out within the hour. If we're talking about mass evacuation, we might need to utilise the transporters in the shuttle base. Understood. I'll be back in touch when I have more information. Can you relay this to the captain, please? Aye, Commander. If I detect any threats in the vicinity of your location, I'll let you know. Ray out. Okay, that's a good transition point to the focus being on Ray then. So, how, how do you want to do this then? So, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's your order of operations here? You've gotten a few things to do there. Okay, so, first thing, I'm gonna, first thing Ray's going to do is initiate a scan for anything in... Anything within... I say anything within a 50km radius of the away team that will register as technology, weapons, readings of any kind, just to see if there's anything out of the ordinary that's cropped up. Okay. That's so, the first thing I'll do. This I will need... This is a difficulty two reason science check, again using the ship's sensors, so um, not the most tricky for you, so uh, you're aiming for 17 Ronda with yourself and somebody on 2d20 and if somebody else could do 1d20 for the ship aiming for 16 or less. Two 17s. Okay, okay. I would take the six from Amy's role there then for the ship. So you just luckily, it was you get one more success than you needed there. You're lucky that your science skill is so high yourself. Otherwise that would have been two failures on a difficulty two. Um, but no, okay. These are quite broad parameters for a scan, um, especially as the Deuterians aren't that primitive in terms of technology. Um, the ship doesn't detect anything, though, within a 50km radius. But as the scan expands beyond that, the computer once again flags, as it did prior to the beam down, anomalous patterns in the air traffic above the continent. There's almost none in the vicinity of Theldon. It is odd. Then suddenly the scan focuses on a single group of air vehicles. A fast-moving, tightly packed formation on a direct course for Theldon. A timer appears on your display showing an estimated time of arrival of 17 minutes. The scan probes deeper and your display turns red. Warning. Atomic weapons detected. Oh dear. So at that point, Ray will then um, contact the bridge. Transporter room two to bridge. Go ahead, Commander. Captain, we have a problem. I just did a sensor sweep looking for weapons-grade materials within a 50-kilometre radius of the away team's location, and I've picked up some readings coming in pretty hot. What do you mean by hot, Commander? I mean that they are showing nuclear signatures, Captain. Commander Arela communicated something about Lightbringers coming to destroy the town. And by the looks of it, the craft that are coming in, they're making, pardon the expression, a beeline for the settlement. I want our team out of there as soon as possible. I've kept the lock on ever since they went down, sir. Good, good. The away team are prepared for emergency beam out, but Commander Arela doesn't want to leave just yet. I'm waiting for a signal. Uh, we'll have to trust she knows what she's doing. If those aircraft get within two minutes of their target, uh, you're beaming them out. Whether you've heard from them or not. Do you understand me? Understood, sir. Did she say whether they'd reached their objective or not? Yes and no, sir. On the last communication, they'd reached the location where the document was found. They're still surveying the area inside. They have made contact. It should be noted, sir. I think our Jeterian guests sort of gave the game away. Ah, uh, 
so much for a stealth infiltration. Mm. Just a little bit, uh, yes. Okay, uh, keep a close eye on the situation, Commander. Um, Commander Talin and I will contact uh, Admiral Flanders and um, relay everything to him. You know the Prime Directive, though, Commander. Strictly speaking, we can't interfere in this. It's an internal affair of a pre-warp society. Aye, sir. But if they do say we can act quickly, we're approaching only 15 minutes before we have to make that call. Time's of the essence, then. I'll leave you to it. Um, Colin's out. Well, the next thing we're going to do is obviously contact the awaiting mm-hmm. and let them know what's going on. Turns into awaiting. Here. Commander, I have an update for you. Long-range scans detected weapon signatures of the nuclear variety. We're about 15 minutes away from the away team's location. I think these are the light bringers that our friends were talking about. I see. Shall I beam you back? We're just about to get to the site of the schematics. It will be no more than a few minutes. Understood. I'll keep a lock on you. But please understand, Commander, if it gets th- if it gets down to the last minute, I'm beaming you out of there whether you found something or not. Captain's orders. Okay, that's a good transition point, I think, back to the awaiting then. So you are you are led, the three of you, um, towards the, the rear of the Undercroft here. Uh, as you approach, there's a, there's a kind of um, small sort of enclosed area. It's not, there's not, they haven't built walls around it, but it, there is kind of screens sort of partitioning the area off from the rest of the Undercroft. Mm-hmm. And as you're escorted past these screens, uh, you can see that this little sort of partitioned off area has been excavated a little deeper than the rest of the room. Uh, in a sunken trench cut into the volcanic rock of the floor, you can actually see what looks like a lower floor level uh, that's been buried underneath this rock layer uh, with the remains of some ancient tiling just about visible. In the centre of this trench is a slightly out of place looking but very sturdy looking rectangular box affixed to the lower floor itself. Visually it seems to be constructed of some kind of metal um, although you can't really tell what that is from here. And stylistically, it's unlike pretty much everything that you've seen of the Jatirans so far. It's surprisingly unadorned. Um, Whether this is down to any decorations wearing off with age or due to exposure to volcanic debris and and such, you can't tell. Regardless of this, it definitely sort of seems to be manufactured to a much higher precision than a lot of what you've seen, if that makes sense. Size-wise, it's just about perfectly proportioned for the lead container which held the revelation document, currently up on the Tenzing, uh, to be stored within it. Much as it's not Johnny's forte, um, he's going to take a scan of this, Mm. having heard what was talked about earlier, that he was going to be tasked with this. Um, And, yeah, scans the... I don't know. It's it's not a vault, but the the tomb, let's say, that this thing was kept in. Reliquary. Yeah, that's probably better. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. So yeah, he he takes a scan um, with the intent of. Um, is it possible to take a scan that would capture what it would look like without kind of a build up of decay and kind of dirt and what have you that's accumulated over time? That would be something to look at 
post you know once you've got access more to the systems on the Tenzing you can scan now to process later okay well he's certainly going to take a scan then of yeah. Uh, yeah, the general surrounding area is there anything that jumps out immediately in terms of like where this thing has been kept are there any Starfleet insignia is there anything that immediately is, is obvious like that not that you can see straight away Again, like this thing, like I say, it's it's a little bit more precision um, cut and everything, um, but it doesn't appear to have any kind of markings on it, really, as far as you can see. Okay. Okay. So if you're doing a scan, can I get a reason science check from you? Um, difficulty two. Say looking for twelve or under. That's one success, one failure. Okay. Success. Is there anything I can do? You can spend momentum. Is what you can do. <laughs> And yeah, let, let's do it then. What, what can I do here? Add another dice roll. You can spend if you spend one point of momentum to um, get an extra d twenty. Mm-hmm. If you want a second extra d twenty, you can um, buy. You can spend another two points. If you want a third, you can spend another three points. Okay. What's the feeling here? How how far do I want to go in terms of spending momentum? Because we got seven, so. I mean, you, you got loads. I mean, you might as well spend it if you got it, because it goes away after a little time. So I yeah. could spend three to get two um, extra dice. Mm-hmm. I'd say spend three. Yeah. I mean, it's there to be spent. There's no, you know, no point hoarding it. There's two extra There's another more. two extra failures there. Damn. Johnny's not got much capacity in this respect, <laughs> and is certainly not getting any kind of insight here. No. If you want to buy a third dice, that takes another three points. What's the feeling? Well, that would only leave us with an option of one more yeah. die for extraction. Later, yeah. That's very costly to go for one more. It's a, yeah. Three for another die is not great. Yeah. Let's skip it then, if everybody's game for that. Yeah. And Johnny the will take The archaeologist in is very upset. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it feels it feels like it's within character for Johnny to to not really glean anything yeah. from his scan, apart from just saving the information. Yeah, you do a scan with your tricorder and that, and you you but you you haven't really got the experience to interpret what's coming up on the screen for you. It's saving the data, but you you can't really make heads or tails of it yourself right now. So like there's there's information flying past, yes. and Johnny's getting about fifty percent of it and understanding that okay, right, yeah, this is what I wanted to get from the scan yeah. but that's all he can tell is that yes this is, this is the right information he, he doesn't take anything from yeah, it you're, you're pretty confident that you're taking in data um, you just don't really have the training to kind of interpret really what you're looking at is, what, is, is how I would say it if you're successfully using a tricorder you're not successfully <laughs> <laughs> interpreting what the tricorder is saying to you it is saving the data, though. Okay. I have remembered that I took that Murphy took her hollow recorder with her. Mm-hmm. She is going to take a hollow recording of the, the chamber and the reliquary. Sure. No, she's just like kind of like filming about. Yeah, you're just basically filming. You're just <laughs> walking around. Johnny's one was like, "I'm taking a scan. I want to see what I find out." Yours is just, "I'm going to point this at everything." <laughs> yeah. Click. Yeah. Click. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, you're able to do that. I don't think I need you to roll for that because this is just you're taking some recordings, really. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. 
you're not looking to Document interpret anything, anything here. Yeah. I think between the two of you, you're doing quite a good job of collecting some stuff to look at at another time. Yeah, we've got a lot of evidence of the situation, and hopefully this will... I don't know, if everything goes wrong here, as it might, in terms of things being destroyed, then maybe we've got evidence of stuff that will lead to the right thing. I don't know, we'll see. Uh, as you're taking scans, uh, Rane and Vari are sort of talking, uh, again, in, in the way that you've gotten used to with the um, Dratirans of the sort of quite hushed voices quite close together. Um, they seem to be, I mean, you, they're not like whispering so you can't hear. They just seem to be sort of giving a bit of an account to um, what's clearly the sort of, if not like superior, not like superior officer, but you know, somebody they were uh, in a position of authority giving their account of like what happened as quickly as they can in as broader terms as possible really they don't appear to be like misrepresenting it but it's quite clear that they're sort of they're still harboring some doubts as to whether you themselves as to whether you guys are Loldron adjacent or anything even despite Johnny showing them of the history of the the Federation and and everything you know this is they've adjusted well given the circumstances of the whole thing but this is still very crazy for for them as well you're you're kind of getting that you know feeling it is easy to forget you know you've been with them a couple of days and everything but this is all still very new for them as well but they're, they're kind of relaying their side of the story sort of thing and making inquiries as to what happened after they lost contact, if that makes sense. It does. Um, yeah. I'm really not sure that there's much productive that Irela could be doing mm. right now, other than just making sure that once the scans are done there, uh, the data's sent back to the Tenzing immediately. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it. As they're kind of collecting information and saving their data and what have you, Johnny's going to turn to everybody else and say, um... Given everything that's happening, is there anything we can do for these people? And he, he kind of looks towards the uh, the, the two Dratirans and yeah, has a has a look of worry about him for sure. That's up to Starfleet, Menson. I'm surely there has to be a way that we can convince your leaders to to call off these lightbringers, if any compromises made by Starfleet I suspect it will be to relocate this section of the population rather than break the Prime Directive for a whole planet but, but we don't have to be the ones to do it Rani, we Rani? still took them into the ship the fact that somebody was here before us with information on warp technology could bend the, help bend the rules enough but strictly speaking the ship should be us out and leave them to die. I just hope it doesn't come to that. How are Rane and Vare reacting to this? Because <laughs> we're being pretty blunt. I mean, they're still talking to the priests. They, they are. So, um, I suppose. But I think you've, you've kind of gotten this feeling that like they knew the implications when the priests told them we've been excommunicated, the Lightbringers are coming. That was sort of... They know what's coming, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know that their group are going to be exterminated. Yes. Yeah. That's just what happens to heretics. Hmm. So, Ray, uh, at your station, um, you 
receive a notification of incoming data feeds from the ground as the Tenzing starts uh, receiving the scan data from Johnny's tricorder and uh, Murphy's holo recorder. You're not getting the raw data itself on your screen. This is more of just a sort of alert that the Tenzing's getting the data for later review. Yeah. On another panel, though, your eyes can't help but be drawn to the countdown timer showing the arrival of the attack squadron at Felden as it dips below the 10 minute mark. Still no word from the captain. <laughs> I'm thinking I should update the away team. Just a quick, just a short message. Sure. Tensing to away team. ETA 10 minutes. Understood. Irela. You can't help but become hyper-aware, following Ray's message, of the quick passage of time, now that the danger is uh, so imminent. It's already a pretty tense situation, um, but as Murphy and Connor continue their scans in silence for the next minute or so, you can't help but feel a little more apprehensive. The clock is ticking, and you still haven't heard anything from Starfleet. Then your compadge pips. Colin through a reeler. You really here? Doctor, sorry for keeping you waiting. I've uh, been in emergency conference with the Admiral. Uh, do you have the data we need? I believe we have as much data as we can gather in the time allowed. All right. Well, here's the situation. The view of the Admiral is that this whole affair has been one big prime directive foul-up from the beginning. Not initially our fault, of course, but uh, we've been left uh, tidying up the mess. We have authorization to extract anyone who may be aware of us and, uh, and of your identities, uh, including our two guests, but other than that, I'm afraid we can intervene on a larger scale. Starfleet is unwilling to allow any further exposure, and uh, no matter how it began, is declaring this an internal matter for the deterrence at this point. We can't do anything else without further breaking the Prime Directive. As uh, horrific as this situation is, even saving those we can is a substantial compromise on one of Starfleet's uh, founding principles. How many individuals would you say that is? Irela looks round at Murphy and Honoth, silently debating whether to just go upstairs and talk to everybody. Murphy's like biting at the bit to like speak her mind but she's like clenched her fists tight she's like this is this is wrong if we if we have to just leave these all this whole city she's not enjoying this at all <laughs> yeah Johnny is solemn and has, has like he's kind of blanched and looks kind of grey and is very clearly very worried by this situation. Captain, I must protest this decision, sir. Believe me, Commander, I'm with you on this, and uh, I've been arguing the point with Starfleet Command. But they are standing firm on this one. The rules are there for a reason. Uh, following them sometimes means we can't save people. Sir, there has to be another way. <sighs> Not without breaking the Prime Directive any further. Could we beam the entire population to another location on the planet, sir? We could leave R Rani and Vary behind and they could profess that the Laldron spared them. Their return would be undisputed. If there's somewhere where they wouldn't be caught, 
it would allow this particular group to continue living and wouldn't substantially change their uh, societal belief system. They already believed that they were that they had different information from their god. I, I cannot agree with a decision that leaves behind hundreds of people to die. And sir, we are the ones at fault. It's our technology that has landed them in this position in the first place. We are responsible for this. Hmm. That's an interesting proposition. The rest of the planet would have to believe that perish completely, though. We have to put them somewhere they'd never be noticed. I'm gonna, like, wave over the two Chirins and be like, guys, come over here. Uh, yes, Commander. Is there a place unknown to the priesthood that you could go? A land that isn't inhabited or heavily inhabited by by others perhaps but how would we get out in time there, there are so many of us that would be our problem our orders are that we cannot bring any of your people with us we either find somewhere else for you on this planet or they all die and we want to help we can leave behind some supplies until you get a chance to establish yourself but our time limit is rapidly diminishing. They confer briefly for a second before turning back to you. The southern continent is sparsely populated. There are many uninhabited islands. Uh, we could perhaps stay hidden there. Lieutenant yeah. Commander Ray. Right here. Scan the southern continent for islands of a sufficient size to support a population of several hundred. Scanning now. You have a. You have the. The planet is well mapped. You have a, a good yeah. map of the of the of the of the planet. So just the mention of the southern continent, you're able to bring that up. And there are a lot of islands there. I'm going to roll for dramatic effect. Sure. Odd. Nineteen and a four. Okay. Well, that's one success and very nearly a complication. So that almost would have gone terribly for you. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> um. You are able to, yeah, you're able to find a small little out-of-the-way island group. That, just based on the sort of the traffic scan and things at the moment, that, you know, based on the data you have to hand, you think this is going to be pretty out of the way. There are six minutes before the bombers arrive. I've got something, Commander. There's a small group of southern islands. Six minutes ETA until the Lightbringers arrive. It's now or never, Commander. With your permission, Captain? They can reprimand me whenever we get back to Earth. <laughs> Commander Ray, uh, coordinate with all the transporter chiefs. Uh, let's move some people. Murphy would like to suggest something. That they sh- we should send one of... Rani... Oh, God. Rani and Barry. Yeah. Rani and Barry. I've got it written down. I'm looking <laughs> bloody at it. And I still can't <laughs> bloody see it. The two, the, the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> That one of them go with go with the first batch, so that they're not so terrified. They have someone familiar to look at. She's gonna like look at the two of them and be like, "One of you should be there for when they arrive, just to reassure them so they don't panic." 
and then when this is over you can settle down and live your lives they um they look to each other and then to the the priest and um we will join the congregation upstairs then thank you for everything you have done Murphy's just gonna nod and be like live well yeah sort of nod back to each of you and not run but like yeah they're pretty much just like okay let's get upstairs and they leave you the three of you down in the chamber well I guess we wait so uh Ray Working together with the teams running all of the ship's transporter rooms, as uh, well as uh, operating the cargo transporters, you're able to coordinate this evacuation. Start to finish, it should take between 30 seconds to a minute to move all of the Deterans from the Theldon Temple to an uninhabited island in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, just to kind of symbolise this coordination effort and uh, the sort of technical skill involved in such a, a rapid mass transport event, uh, can I get a control engineering check from you? Uh, just difficulty one, I think, as you've got all the tools at your disposal and uh, all the sort of experienced transporter chiefs and engineers working together. Um, I will also need someone else to roll for the Tenzing systems. Oh, well, there you go. Eight and a six from you. That is two successes. You were aiming for under 15. If I can get somebody else from the... Do the ship as sensors engineering. Oh, that's also a two. Excellent. So, yeah. So, from down in the vault then, um, the sounds of the prayers and chanting from above had begun to kind of drift back down to you once more uh, following the departure of your three Deterran uh, companions. Uh, it's possible they left the door at the top of the stairs open as uh, these sounds hadn't really filtered down here previously. All of a sudden, the sounds from above abruptly stop, replaced at first with a few shouts and screams of surprise, and then a growing background hum of transporter beam cycles, as one by one the whole congregation above are plucked from the temple by the Tenzing to be taken wherever they must now make their homes in secret. Shortly, the sounds of transporters subside, and the three of you are left in silence, now the only living people within the temple. <laughs> Ray, you and your team complete the operation. As far as you can tell, everybody from the temple, other than the three um, awaiting members, um, safely made the transport to this island chain. Commander Vader, Captain. Go ahead. Transport operations complete. All the Deterrents have been moved to the new site. All we're missing is our awaiting. Okay, let's get them back on board. Beam them up. Aye, sir. Commander Ray to Commander Arila. Here. Stand by for transport. We're beaming you back home. Perfect. Energizing. Okay, the three of you find yourselves again on the transporter pad. A relieved looking transporter chief there next to Ray. Um, I don't know if you're looking relieved or whether you're just like keeping your cool. It's <laughs> up to you. Um, but you are back aboard the Tenzing just in time um, to avoid uh, getting a nuclear explosion in the face. So good job. <laughs> I guess. 
Um, but I guess that makes me sound like a good job, I guess. Like, <laughs> 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 it's just going to breathe a huge sigh of relief. Like, oh my God, thank God, those people aren't dead. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so this has been a fairly messy situation, but I think you've, as a group, find it, found a, a neat way through it with minimal loss of life. How that's going to pan out for the Deterrents in the future, who knows? what repercussions there might be for, well, probably maybe just for Captain Collins for this um, for sort of bending the orders would probably be a way of saying it um, but at the very least not leaving these people to their deaths There's, there might be some kind of repercussions, who knows, but either way I think you guys took a way out that is going to at least let you sleep at night <laughs> So yeah, Mur- yeah, definitely to Murphy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh. oh, flashbacks. But yeah. <laughs> and you have your scans of the chamber. And you still have the Deterran document as well, which um what you want to do with that, I don't know. But um I'll leave that to you. <laughs> Where do you want frame to hang, it. hang on a lot of questions? Frame it. <laughs> still a lot of questions to be answered. There's a lot of questions. that's what oh, I mean. Yeah. This isn't wrapped up in a neat little package. Oh um, yeah. There's a lot of questions to be answered, but um if if there wasn't the age anomaly with the schematics, mm. then I'd probably advocate for it being returned to them. But as we don't yet know how it got to them yeah. at that point in time. Mm. You still have their ship as well. We yeah. do. I don't know how much that's gonna tell us. We'll get Bond on the case. <laughs> the only engineer on board. Bond. <laughs> oh no, but Murphy's not done. Murphy's done, not done. Oh, you're like, not done. No, I'm not done. Oh. I'm not done. Oh no. <laughs> Bond is new. <laughs> Got a lot. Got a lot somewhere. <laughs> okay. So, just to bring this story to a close, then I think we'll. Move on, just a couple of hours. Debriefings are done. You've you've met with the captain and uh, Commander Talin to sort of have a final conference on the whole uh, Dratiran affair. Uh, preliminary reports are in the process of being written up for later dispatch to Starfleet. I, I don't think we need to roleplay that. And um, And your current shifts have all come to an end. As a group, you've all congregated, I think, in 10 forward for... A post-mission decompress is that that that's a way to put it? I think. Yeah, that, 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 I think so. That sounds about yeah. right. I it's suspect been a yeah, we've more. We've probably, we've probably like it's more, in the court. I need a drink after that. Yeah, Murphy is kind of going along. <laughs> yeah. Are we still in orbit around the planet as we're going to get these drinks? Because if so, then Johnny the is definitely going to suggest that we look out the window. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh definitely. Okay. Well, let's see. Oh, yeah. yeah, so the ship has not left orbit yet. Um you are okay, okay. You haven't still haven't finished your journey to Deep Space Three as well. But you no. are now with only <laughs> yeah, one day. You are only a couple of days of travel away from there now. But um so there is not the biggest of rushes now. This is this was a legitimate detour. Um not that the other one wasn't legitimate, but like, hey, you know, this was a <laughs> a action. Um, yeah, this was a, this wasn't a call to action, this this one. But you, um, you're able to, yeah, able to take uh, another um, look down at the planet, possibly for the last time. Um, for you, you never know if you're going to be back here. Um, but yeah, you're 
it would it be safe to say kind of mixed feelings about this as I said this was not the uh, tidiest of missions was it yeah Johnny is conspicuously quiet in in a way where like he's he's solemn and is shaken by the fact that like there was even a question about saving these people hmm like he he's he, like the dogmatic spirit that he's got is is definitely kind of shaken by that. Mm. Murphy's just kind of like quietly like like observing him in that she's just reminded being reminded of how she felt during the the Cardassian uh, border scuffles. Just like I can sympathize, Ensign. It's kind of Johnny's first real kind of encounter with like a um I guess would be a way of putting it like a bit of a moral conundrum coming mm-hmm. up against Starfleet protocol yeah definitely yeah it's not every day you run into like a, a first contact situation and a prime directive situation so even though you've been in Starfleet for a while this is kind of your first uh, first taste of the complexities of it would possibly be yeah, it. there's kind of that atmosphere where Johnny's kind of clearly trying to engage with the conversation that might be happening around him, mm. but is clearly a little bit detached where something's distracting him. Mm. Ray is sort of sat with the group, sort of only half paying attention to what they're saying. He's got um, he's got his drink in his right hand, but his left hand is up behind his neck. And just sort of, sort of, kind of roughly putting pressure on the base of his neck down to his shoulder. He's in a little bit of discomfort, but he's trying to hide it and just sort of passively, sort of nodding and agreeing with what's being said. He's clearly not feeling particularly comfortable at this point. Would it be safe to say your Arela had, you know, would be able to? You know, you're you're feeling uncomfortable in a way that a really would be able to pick up as something other than just like uncomfortable at how all this went down, or um, possibly, possibly. I mean, I'm not sure. If she, I'm not sure. I mean, can a really detect physical distress? Because essentially, what Ray's going through is um, kind of phantom pain, as it were. Well, she is an empath. Yeah, and if you're pressing on a part of your body. The, yeah. in a way that people usually do to relieve pain. She is a doctor. I did not consider that. Yeah. <laughs> she is a doctor. She is the ship's chief doctor as well. She is the just, doctor. Um, so, yeah, potentially she can pick up on yeah. what Ray's feeling. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not prompting anything with that. I just was wondering if that was a... Uh... Maybe yeah yeah you can yeah I mean so what was that the thing that Ariel is keeping track of mm. with the three colleagues around her yeah because that's been a couple of um, unusual away missions yeah with the second being pretty close to harrowing mm. near the end yeah. so she'll yeah. be keeping an Murphy's, eye on one yeah Murphy's going to need a uh, a trip to the holodeck to beat up some Cardassians once she gets off once she like has a moment to like process just to like relieve that tension because it was a close call mm. so uh, as you know 
I guess would it face us safe to say you guys are kind of trying to keep the conversation a little light as well to sort of just relieve this is a tension reliever not a commiserations or I mean I don't know commiserations is more sort of it feels like as you guys did did really you know you guys saved the day basically so yeah, yeah I, I but... it feels that we're like enjoying not enjoying the moment we're equally enjoying and not enjoying the moment in like contented silence almost mm. Mm. And like, like we, we're all and we're on thoughts, but we're all glad that the outcome was that it was. Yeah. Even yeah. though we're it was such a dire outcome. Yeah. yeah. We, we, but we've all made it out. We've been given pause for thought in terms of Starfleet's policy was a little bit questionable to all of us there, it yeah. seemed. Mm. But otherwise it, it did work out. So yeah. yeah. We'll just see what might come of this yeah. ultimately. And considering it's possibly our re- it's the Federation's fault that this happened, but uh, again, yeah. the mystery is still there to solve, so only part of the job is only part of the mission is done, really. Mm. Mm. Okay. But it's also that it it's a decision that could potent that would have been potentially justifiable in wartime, but not in peace. Yeah. No. Yeah. During the Dominion yeah. War. Possibly, yeah. yeah. The time—that's the, the thing. Like, you guys are your general mission. You know where you're being sent to the Bermuda Cluster is kind of an, a first attempt at Starfleet to like let's get back to being explorers. We're done with the war, hopefully. Yeah, for back now. to business as usual. Yeah. being being explorers, being um, champions of of equality and peace and democracy. Yeah. Um, democracy and but part and of the. But part Leave. of what comes with that, though, is that, okay, the times that we might have been pay- playing fast and loose with things in the name of, like, surviving against the Dominion yeah. has to be put away, and we have to go back to, like, yeah. ends don't always justify the means here. We've got to, mm. you know, the, the rules are there for a reason sort of thing, even if we don't always agree with them. Yeah. Okay. We'll fade out on this story, then. The four of you together, but all in your own thoughts about the events of the last few days. Who knows what you'll be facing next? that's going to do it for today's episode Uh, we'll be back in two weeks time on Thursday May 19th with the next chapter of Frontier and we hope you'll join us for that Uh, remember to get any Q&A questions to us by midnight on the night of Sunday May 22nd and uh, yeah in the meantime you can find links to all of our online presences at www.pretendingwithdice.com so yeah for now that's our show I hope you all enjoyed it we'll see you next time